thought leaders, storytellers and griots sharing personal highlights on Stories of the Week. So there's been an interesting article that came out and it was written by Professor Francis Peterson, Rector and Vice-Chancellor of the University of the Free State, talking about herd solidarity, but not herd solidarity with relation to COVID-19, but herd solidarity and, uh, as the title is, a vaccine for the shadow pandemic of gender-based violence. Prof. Peterson, thank you so much for joining us. It's an interesting conversation. It looks at the similarities, but also the differences between two very different uh, viruses or pandemics. Uh, good morning, Michelle, and good morning to the listeners. Yes, uh, very much so indeed. Um, you know, when uh, when I started to, to conceptualize uh, this uh, article, um, it, we, um, we are in Women Month, and there was a reflection on that, uh, per se. And then uh, I also look back at the statistics uh, and, 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 and see, uh, you know, what is, uh, what is it about gender-based violence uh, that played out in South Africa. And in the article, I quote some of those statistics, such as 3,000 women uh, that are murdered every year, 110 women that are raped every day, and then one in three women experienced an abuse relationship. And I, from the statistics, I just suddenly realized that there is, you know, we talk about this profound and widespread problem in South Africa so often, but there isn't a level of urgency linked to it, uh, or apparent urgency. And I then contrasted to say, well, we're now in the midst of COVID-19, uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a solidarity around that uh, in trying to, uh, to, to dealing with it and managing with it uh, and also trying to find the vaccine. Um, and uh, resources are being pulled in a very urgent manner. Uh, but why is that not the case for, for, for gender-based violence? Yeah. And that's really where, where the thought pattern came from. Why is that the case, do you think? Well, I think it's, uh, um, it's for me also uh, the, uh, um, first of all, uh, it, it seems as if there are policies that are in place, but there isn't a willingness, a complete willingness for all of the different sectors uh, of society in government to try to align that uh, and convert that much more concretely. Um, secondly, I, I, I do think that a lot of these uh, initiatives that play out uh, not only in government level, but also at NGO level, uh, needs funding to be mm. able to, to, to deal with it. And, and, and that, for me, is, uh, is, is one of the other key, uh, key aspects. And then thirdly, coming back to the, the conversion of policies and, and also execution of the policies. So if you have perpetrators that's been, uh, uh, that's been caught, um, that, the, that, the, that the justice system also work with that in a very uh, um, effective and a very rapid manner. So it's, for me, a consolidation of all of these uh, um, legislation, resources, and then just try to pull more urgency uh, in, 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 in what we are doing. And I think if we start to do that, we can much, work much more closely to the underlying reasons why GBV is becoming such a, such a widespread problem in South Africa. You know, obviously, one of the areas is, uh, and you've said this as well, is is around the importance of education. Um, are we talking about formal institutions, or are we also talking about informal institutions? 
Uh, Michelle, we're talking about both. Um, you know, and if I just, uh, I've, I referred to in my earlier response about um, NGOs, they're playing, the, the civil society, they're playing an, an increasingly and a, and, a, and a great role in trying to educate, trying to bring the message across. But then if you talk about formal educational institutions such as schools, such as the post-school sector, which include TVET colleges as well as universities, I often have say that I often say that uh, when we talk about university campuses or TVET college campuses, we often talk about that the campuses reflect uh, um, what the cosmos of society. Hmm. Um, to a certain extent, that's probably right. But I I try to turn that around and say, well, our campuses should actually be reflecting what society should look like, because if we can't do that, we're actually failing as as institutions, as formal institutions. So for me, is can we create spaces of how that ideal society can look like um, in the way that we engage, uh, in the way that we construct our policies and procedures at university and live that out in the manner that we're delivering our teaching agenda and other activities? Is it, is it, is, is all the values of fairness or dignity and tolerance coming through through what, our, through, through what we're doing? And then obviously respect. Is, 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 a, is, a, is, a, is a critical value in there. So for me, in, in, in educational institutions, you probably, uh, um, talking from a more from engineering experience, you probably should have a more system approach uh, where you look at um, support and assistance, uh, um, you look at prevention and awareness, and there is where we should talk about these things uh, to our, our students, uh, to our learners in school in a formal way, and then also to create an enabling environment. So what sort of policies do you have, guidelines in place? What is the structures where people go if they are affected? Who's accountable? Do you monitor that? And, 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 and if you don't have that from that perspective, it's always going to be, from seems to me, from an ad hoc approach. You know, you throw this and have done this campaign, but it's never systematically thought through and integrated. And then there need to be a relationship between your formal institutions and your so-called informal institutions um, in government so that we start to tackle this in a, not only in a systems approach as you execute it, but also in a systems approach as you tackle it in South Africa. So, Prof, uh, you are the Rector and Vice-Chancellor of the University of the Free State. Are you seeing a shift and change in your young people, and I would say, I'm not going to send your women, I'm going to send your young men. Yeah, so, uh, so I, I, I would say that there is a shift in terms of how they respond, uh, um, but, but let me try to, 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 to uh, answer it this way. Um, at the University of the Free State, and I can only talk about the University of the Free State, but I can tell you that across the sector of higher education, we have seen an increase in, 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 in GBV. But if we talk about the um, University of Free State, we have got this system approach as I'm talking about. Um, but we also have, from our student uh, perspective, a, uh, what we call uh, an organization that's been, uh, been established uh, about two years ago called Coffee, Form, Coffee Men. And, and it was for me quite important that it was it was not forced on or initiated by the leadership of the university or by the management. It was initiated from the uh, the male students 
coming from the student association and coming from the student cohort with the university. So I think we we we, we, we make movement in terms of awareness. Uh, um, there is definitely an increase of visibility. Uh, um, we have structures, for instance, at the University of the Free State, we created a sexual assault response team that focus on as a one-stop shop, so to speak, for, for, for GBB, uh, amongst others, with the legal, the medical, the counseling, and the law enforcement disciplines are consolidated so that we minimize the trauma of, for the victim. And students are involved fully. But I, I can just say that there is still a lot of work that we need to do. And, and for me, I don't think we would ever be able to say that we have arrived uh, to the point where we can say we can stop the... Uh, the, the awareness, the prevention, all of the things that we have put in place to manage GBV and the structures, if we haven't addressed the issues of inequality, uh, the issues of dignity, that comes, that play out in society. And our role in the university is to develop a new generation of South African citizens that can think differently. So it's a societal issue that we also need to play a role, and there is where government and the civil society organizations uh, will have to help us uh, even more than what they're doing at the moment. So we need to address the cause and not the symptoms again and again. Well, as we come towards the end of uh, Women's Month, that seems to... Excuse me, sorry, I've got a frog in my throat there. As we come to the end of uh, Women's Month, it seems to be something that we need to focus on even more. That's Prof. Francis Peterson, the Rector and Vice-Chancellor of the University of the Free State. The article he wrote was Herd Solidarity, a Vaccine for the Shadow Pandemic of Gender-Based Violence. Sometimes I think we should have a, a Men's Month, not Women's Month, but Men's Month, <laughs> where we simply focus on men and what they do, because the constant... Uh, having to protect, and I'm putting that in inverted commas, of women does simply raise a question of this is not a, 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 it's not about women, it's about men and we need to start dealing with that as well. Prof, thank you so much for joining us, Prof Francis Peterson, and a good article to perhaps read if you are interested in this topic, particularly as we are in the month of August.